0: Niggas been counting me up, I'm counting my bullets, I'm loading my clips I'm writing down names, I'm making a list, I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit The real one's been dying, the fake ones is lit, the game is all balanced, I'm back on my shit The Bentley is dirty, my sneakers is dirty, but that's how I like it, you all on my dick I'm all in my bag, this hard as it gets Welcome to the Lunch Meat Podcast, this is another episode And I got my boy Jakeem on a episode with me this time, girl Jakeem, go introduce yourself, bruh
1: What's good, everybody? I am Jaqueem McNeil. Some of you guys may know me from Vine. Um, King Jaqueem, that funny guy from Charleston. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm Jaqueem McNeil. I'm from Charleston, South Carolina. Right now, I'm living in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I currently am a school social worker. Okay. In Charlotte, Mecklenburg County. Okay. Yes, the,
0: sir. the county and everything get shout out. <laughs> Alright, All right, so. You so out you <laughs> <got me> here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Jakim, tell the world about, you know, what what made you want to become a social worker? And what's what's the uh, you know, For me to for me to make
1: that for me to explain it, I can start to the beginning. Yeah. And right. uh for me all the way back in even in high school, I've always wanted to be a counselor or some kind of a person that uh interacts with kids in a counselling therapeutic way. And so I never really knew what that was until I got to college. And so I was majoring in psychology, hoping to become a counselor, whatever, whatever. And then I I to my final year, and my advisor was like, you know, you gotta pick a route, like, what do you wanna do? And she brought up social work. I never thought about it. I always heard negative things mm-hmm. about it. You know, before I became a social worker, I was like, oh, I'm gonna do big they kids. They don't, they don't do nothing about it, <laughs> Yeah,
0: I, if you was take
1: kids. Fair. Right, but so re- they got a negative connotation. Yeah, but it wasn't until like the social work class that I realized, like, damn, this is exactly what I want to do. Yeah. So,
0: what, like, what what, what in the social work class made you feel like this is what you want to do? Like, what what moment was
1: that? So, in, in the social work class, they pretty much was, was explaining what a social worker is and what they do, mm-hmm. and and across the board, social workers are people that are trying to enact change in the world. So social workers are people that are trying to enact change on the policy level, on the, you know, neighborhood level, on the individual level, and it's so flexible they can literally work in any any area, any department.
0: Okay. And
1: so that drew me to it because I was like, I wanna be flexible, I wanna be able to, you know, move where I want and how I want. And that's essentially what how the social work role works. Um you could become a school social worker, you become a hospital social worker, you can become uh, um, an adult social worker, you can become a homeless social worker, like there's so many different avenues um, for social workers to take and I think that's what really drew me to it.
0: Okay, what was your I guess top three avenues that you wanted to do with social working?
1: So social working, I I knew that I wanted to work with kids, Mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted to do some kind of counseling and I knew that I
0: wanted to be in a position
1: to where I can inspire. Okay. And
0: I felt like the best place for that to be would have been in the school system. Okay. Inspire. <laughs> you know, that's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I know you say you want to work for kids. Like, did you want to help kids that looks like you? You want to help kids that looks like everyone else? Or you just want to help kids, period, that comes from a certain background? Or, like, uh, what? Part of help did you want to bring to the kid? Like how how do you want to inspire or motivate them, or how would you want to bring them up, bring them up, or help them?
1: Um, I think I just want to work with kids in the capacity to where I can, again, in, in, inspire and empower. Mm-hmm. Um, social work they talk to us a lot about our main goal is to empower those we serve so that they can become self sufficient in their own life. And kids, you know, they're so they're so innocent they're so trying to learn the world they're so curious they really just want to be guided yeah and so for me it was like you know i want to be a guidance for them so you know when i interact with kids i try to be as present and there for them as i possibly can i make sure to validate all their feelings all their thoughts all their emotions Mm -hmm. i make sure to acknowledge them acknowledge them as human beings just acknowledge them as human beings because i feel like You know, a lot of times people treat kids like they're not people, you know, like they're not human, And they're just younger versions of us. So I just think, um, you know, treating them with compassion and understanding and showing them that there's, you know, different ways to think about life. That's what I really want to do with kids. And, you know, that's kind of where I'm at.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, like, when you talk to them, do you give them, like, the real off-rip or do you sugarcoat everything? But how, like,
1: I mean, you mm-hmm. know, those are my kids. Of course, you know, I'm not gonna tell them. Hey, you know, sex happens like this. You put the <laughs> dick in the head. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna tell them that kind of stuff. But yeah, you know, they ask me a question like, you know, how come this isn't happening, or how come this is happening, or how come, you know, adults do this, or you know, yada yada. Yeah. I can. Ex- I'll explain to them like, you know, break it down to, break it down to them as simple as I can. But I know what boundaries are crossing with to tell them and what not to tell them. Just because, you know some something is in my place. you know.
0: Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. So so what was the obstacles like getting to where you are now and how much dedication, faith, and did you ever doubt yourself before even becoming like successful what? in a career? Man, <laughs> doubting is like a, a second language for me,
1: so hmm. On this, on this whole entire journey, I've been pretty much doubting or hesitant about my path or doubting my abilities and skills and stuff like that. But I think for me, what kept, what kept me strong and stable was the fact that I know I can't lose. You know, I, I, I don't got time for that. and I got things to do. Yeah. So I think that, that, that motivated me to like to be like, you have things to do. So you can't give up now. And you can't keep doubting yourself. You can't keep letting the world and life bring you down because you have things to do in your life Mm -hmm. and I do believe that you know becoming a social worker and working with children is a part of my life plan um but it wasn't easy it wasn't because one of my one of my main obstacles was myself and to this day I'm still still dealing with my enemy the enemy of my reflection the enemy of my marriage is me and so um I you know I battled with depression. I went through some trauma in my in my childhood that mm-hmm. still lingers with me today. And I also you know went through have anxiety and stuff like this. So those things like mental health, those things definitely kind of held me back, but at, they they did not stop me. Yeah. So I I focus on that. That they kind of they they maybe kind of held me back a little bit, but it did not stop me from yeah. achieving what I needed to achieve. Uh,
0: that's yeah, that's powerful. So. Thank you, man. <laughs> so what was it like when you finally got that call? Like, you know, you was a, I remember you was, you know, hustling doing your thing, you know, between the time period not like after college to mm-hmm. to even getting a job now. So what was it like when you finally got that relief call? Well, it
1: was I, I, I got that relief because um it was. I graduated last year, May two thousand eighteen.
0: Yeah, and I did not get
1: my. Yeah, from graduate school, and I did not get my job um, until October, the end of October. Mm-hmm. So for that time, it was literally hell because money was very low. Jesus, very low. Patients uh, <laughs> <pictures laughs> were gone. I was working at the camp, um, at a summer camp with uh, uh, kids in this diagnostic school mm-hmm. um, up in Charlotte. Um, I was doing DoorDash, I was doing Postmates, and you know it was literally draining and exhausting because I was broke, <laughs> and I just I had to try to make that make it as best as I can, you know, each each month. Yeah. Um, but when I got that when I got that phone call, that was it. Like I I knew that's all I needed. so <laughs> I I <laughs> I knew once I once I got the interview, yeah, that was a wrap. That it was it was gonna be mine. So soon I
0: got an interview at the beginning of October, I was like, okay,
1: bet.
0: They had called me in a couple of weeks and they did and I started my job on October twenty third. Okay. So yeah. So where where you wanna take this? Like what's your main this what's your feel like you're like, all right, I wanna do this with the social work career. I, I wanna learn this while I'm here now, but what I really wanna do is what what is that that you really wanna oh, do? Like,
1: like goal, my long-term goal goal um, this is definitely again this is just I think one of the one of the things I had to do on my life journey which is most social and work for kids mm-hmm. but I think long-term like long my long-term goal is to try to create some type of program intervention um, excuse me that inspires or empowers children so another, another role of a social worker is creating programs either within the community, within the agency, within, you know, with, with a client. We, we create programs, we create interventions to help people. And so I would love, like a long-term goal mine, with the school sort of social work, mm-hmm. is to create a, a program, and I have the name for it, I don't want to write it because I'm not going to say it, mm-hmm. um, create a program that will uplift minority males. Okay. And I think that's definitely something I wanna work on in the future, um, with the school social work route. But if you were talking about life life, like other <laughs> avenues that I trying to pursue, is that what you're talking about?
0: I mean we can we, let's talk about that.
1: Well, I mean other avenues that I am trying, trying to pursue is um, I wanna be a writer, I wanna be an author. Okay. And I wanna write I wanna write self help books. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean I mean <clears throat> I feel like one of my purposes in life is to create a, create some kind of explanation of how to become happy. And mm-hmm. I feel like I'm gonna do that by writing a book. And so that, I definitely want to become an author. Um, and I think that'll definitely help me with the social work role as well.
0: Okay, like how, how soon you wanna start that?
1: Oh, well I'm already, I'm, I'm always writing. Like I literally write every day. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's, I would say it's all about compiling the information mm-hmm. and actually getting to it but I would say by my 30s um, around that time I would like to be at least halfway done you know yes
0: yeah, that way you know you live life a little bit more you can get a little bit more right. tips and educate more more people of what you actually went through you know right okay Okay, I like that I like that I like that so you know I mean? so this is a sub topic I want to go over is like um Starting over. Every woman been through it. Um there's people that don't wanna start over. They just consent to what they like uh, what life have given them. They just like like say, Fuck it. Well if this happened to me, I'm just gonna settle with it. Yeah, definitely settle. Um just people like that go through their obstacles and like and just make like they let's see, what what's the word? Hmm. They just make sure that they're not gonna settle that in that predicament or they're not gonna let life just just handle a bunch of cherry apples, uh-huh. and you know they'd be the one getting popped. So, uh, what what is your? Have you ever been in a situation where you had to start over, or I mean, reinvent um, yourself? Let's say that uh, reinvent yourself. Uh,
1: yeah, I have. I think uh, one of the one of one of my biggest moments starting over was when. In college, I transferred my freshman year of college. Mm-hmm. I transferred from Coastal Carolina to Winston University, and it was it was scary starting over because I didn't know who I wanted to be in college. Yeah, I didn't know I didn't know how I was supposed to act. Um, but I definitely think it's something you um, unfortunately you have to go through it regardless. Like if you want to live, if you want to keep living, you got to go through those starting over moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I started over a couple of times with jobs. Um, and those are always awkward at <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've always, i thought started over with making new friends, you know, finding new people to hang with. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think just for me general, like I, I can't say for everybody, but for me personally, change is always uncomfortable and I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. So for me, starting over is changing. And so I'm, I'm always coming at it with some type of. Adversion, like I don't want to do it. It's, it's sucky. It, yeah. It's messy. But you know, again, I think it has to happen because when you start over, you're you're allowed to to kind of again, like you said, reinvent yourself. And I think you know, if you, if you think about it. We really start over every day.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so you every-
1: really, all of us are really starting over every day with a new life, new breath. And you can choose whether you want to look at that through a, a, a rose color lens. Mm-mm. A straight up negative black lens, or you know, a lens that you life for what it
0: is. Yeah. You know. So, so every day can be a new day, is what you say.
1: Every
0: day is a new day. You're right. Every day is every a new day. day. <laughs> every day is a new day.
1: <laughs> every, every day is a <laughs> Shit. Every day is a new day. And yeah. I think the more we look at it like that, not everybody has the opportunity to have a new day so the more you look at it like oh damn I got a new day Mm -hmm. you you become more positive you become more present you become more realistic about what you can accomplish because you realize that okay I got 24 hours a day and I may have 24 hours a month but I gotta make these motherfuckers count
0: Mm. you right right. alright so accountability alright Uh, I guess being self-responsible I guess how you say that Or responsible for self Um uh-huh. In this world today uh, A lot of A lot of people or generation Our generation mainly is They you know They're getting in trouble or they're do things And they don't want to take a camp- a accountability For actions you know? Yeah take it those Yeah put a lot of them. Yeah so I was like that one like I get in trouble Well I do something bad and it's like Nah uh, shit well Blah 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 happened so Fuck it it happened it's not my fault So what right. what do you say Well how how do you think That can be improved upon Or how do you think people could Take more accountability for their actions
1: I think too big
0: too Or big like acknowledge
1: knowledge. Yeah And yeah. knowledge I think to make any change, you have to become self-aware mm-hmm. and self-aware meaning you have to know who you are. You have to know what you like. You have to know what you don't like. You have to know what makes you afraid. You have to know in what situations that you put blame on other people and what situations are you avoiding blame. Like you got to think about that. And I think if you want to hold yourself accountable and to start doing that, you need to practice understanding that your actions, and the things you say and do have repercussions. Okay. Because you know, for me, I, I had to. Um. It, it, for me, you know, being the youngest of my family, I I didn't take responsibility for a lot of things I did. Shit, me Our too. Older brothers or siblings, older brothers or siblings were usually the blame. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> gr- growing up, I definitely could see how you know when things went wrong with me or went wrong in my life, how I would put the blame on other people or say, "Yeah, well, this person cause me to act this way or." This situation made me act out a lot, you And you know, I think as I'm getting older, I'm realizing that I can't, I can't keep blaming for what I do yeah. and what I and how I react. And if I want to become, you know, a more centered, stable human being, adult, you know, human adult, then I have to be able to say, you know what, that was not right what I said. That was not right what I did. I need to apologize. You know what, I was wrong in the situation. You know what. This doesn't concern me, you know. Like you know, I need to be able to acknowledge when mm-hmm. it's my fault, you know. Yeah. And, but but for me to do that, I gotta be aware of you know what's going on in me and what's going on around me. Yeah. for' people
0: Yeah. So, like, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, especially, um, you know, with your you know significant other, you gotta if you want to make it last forever, you gotta hey, yeah, I was wrong. You, you were right the whole time you know you acknowledge that like yeah I'm sorry um, how can like you know, ask the next person how can I get better at it or what all can right. I do to you know improve in that in that uh, session okay all right. and um there's another yeah. one subtopic here is uh <laughs> 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 Gen- gender roles in a family all right. So oh, I don't know that. There's you know families that has both mom and dads or single mothers or single dads, um. But in a wholesome type of family, in a way, Excuse me. like you feel like the everyday family member, like the the woman should. I mean, this I I would like my woman to work because it keeps me.
1: Soon as soon as you say should. You are uh, nobody should do anything. You know what I'm saying? Like when you say things like "should," yeah, it sounds like obligation. Like they have to do those things. And when you say a woman should, I don't like that because then think you you're about to put a gender role on them. Uh, <laughs> all right.
0: Well, how should I ask the damn question then? <laughs> what would you want to ask, man? All right. Uh, <laughs> how? How would? I don't know well, how could or I don't know how to ask this goddamn question. But what what you think about gender roles, period, in families? Let me just ask I that. I hate
1: gender roles. I hate them. I think, I think gender roles are so limiting to who a person actually is. Mm-hmm. Because I think, I think naturally each individual person is made up of feminine and masculine qualities. So when you put gender roles on it, you kind of... You're kind of saying that a woman is only, she only has feminine qualities, and that's incorrect. And you're also trying to say that a man only has masculine qualities, mm-hmm. and that's incorrect. Because both feminine and masculine, that's both subjective things. We yeah. don't know, you know, what's masculine to you may not be masculine to the next nigga, you know? Yeah. And what's feminine to Becky may not be feminine to Beyonce, you so, know? So, you're right. It's like, those those are subjective. So, whenever, whenever gender roles are established, it's limiting because it says that this person, because they are a male or a female, they have to act this way or they can't do these things. Yeah. And what if that person, what if that person or for, for example, like what if a woman, you know, some people say that woman should be the one to, you know, the, the the traditional shit, you know, cook in the kitchen, clean the house. But what if she don't like that? Why does she gotta do that if she don't like that? <laughs> and what if the man actually, and what if the man actually enjoys cleaning? So yeah. now, if you put gender roles on that, you got a woman doing a job that she doesn't want to do, so it's half ass. And you got a man probably preoccupied with other things when he really could be doing what he really want to do.
0: Exactly. That's so, so true. I don't like
1: him. I think I think it's I don't like him. I think you know I don't like
0: him. <laughs> yeah, that shit is. Yeah, especially you know dress code because you know I like my girls and you know and you know sometimes the sweatpants and the t shirt. Rather than always being, you know, I like her dress up all the time, dress up, but I like her in sweatpants and, you know, little, right. little short you know, shorts. you know. Yeah, I like that. You
1: like, know, and you know, I, I look like
0: a supermodel where we go. You can look like a, a nice little model worker, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shit. All right, and um, all right. Tell listeners who I guess who want to get to where you are right now. Um, tell them like um, something like like they should look forward to, or like if they want to follow your same path, what like what should what should you expect? What should they expect?
1: Um, one, I would say don't follow my path. Two. I would say, find out what is it that you really want to do in your life. Mm-hmm. Find out what is it that you really want to pursue and pursue that shit. You know, we, we hear these messages all the time about chasing your dreams, doing what you want to do, you know, live your truth, do these things for you. And it it's it starts to sound kind of corny and cliche, but it's still real as shit. That's still real. Yeah. If you want to, you know, if you want to be where I'm at and the thing is, where I'm at right now, I'm trying, it's stable, but where I'm trying to go is happiness.
0: Yeah. If
1: you want to be stable, if you want to be stable and happy, you need to start doing things that you want to do and pursue those things wholeheartedly. Because, you know, we, just, just choose your own path and do your own thing and don't give up because of yourself. Don't give up because people aren't believing in you. Don't give up because you feel like it's not your way. Just do what you want to do and keep pursuing it wholeheartedly. Mm. That's how I do, because I think for me, it was me relentlessly chasing my dream of of helping kids and becoming a role role model inspiring others that made me not give up in the first place. Mm. Okay, all
0: right.
1: I need to run a book right now. I'm just
0: getting the wisdom out to everybody. All right. So, what's one quote? Or, Uh yeah, what's what's one quote you would. uh, What's your favorite quote as you would tell? Like, you you would tell everyone one one quote. It it is to be, it's up to me. Is, Is that by you, or is it? reference
1: I don't, I, I don't know where I found that oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've known I've known that quote in middle school yeah and it is good because it, it it lets me know that some, if you want shit to happen you gotta make it happen yeah if it, if it if it is meant to be it is up to me quite simple
0: okay so what what would you tell your 20, like 10 years from now, 15 years from now, what would you tell yourself 15 years from now, today?
1: So if
0: I was 15 years, if I, huh? Yeah, all right. So 15 years later, right? You're in a position, but what would you, if you had to look back at this or listen to this podcast episode again, what would Mm -hmm. you want to hear yourself say?
1: Give up, and that I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep chasing happiness until I feel like I really have it. And even once I get it, I'm gonna do everything, I, everything I can to maintain it. Mm. That's what. I, that's what. If I was me 15 years later, I would want to hear that message right now because I feel like that message is so powerful to hear anytime. But yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and conclude this episode. Uh, All right, babe, babe. Let's meet mm-hmm. in. Go ahead and let everyone know uh, where you can be found. Um, if anyone need to reach you by anything, how they can reach you as well. Everybody, so follow me on Twitter.
1: My um is underscore Jef Jesus, J-A-K-E-E-Z-U-S. Um, and my name on Instagram is King underscore Jakeen McNeil. Um. That's really the only things I use. I don't use Snapchat like that. Facebook is okay, but y'all don't need to know me like that. <laughs> um, oh, you can follow
0: me on Facebook. You can with me. Um, that's yeah. That's really all make that. All right. So I'm gonna go ahead and end this here. And to all my listeners, listeners definitely, if uh, people want to get in the social work, world, uh, definitely contact him. Uh, he can yeah, a I, you. I can help you. Definitely help your connections. Um, Any organizations you're a part of That you want to shout out Shout
1: out my school um, Elementary school That's who I'm working at Um, Shout out uh, Charlotte
0: And shout out me Alright Well I'm going to go ahead and end this And everyone who's listening you can follow me On IG As well At Ron the number two riches and also twitter i think the same so um and i'm going to end this episode thank you for coming bye bye i do not store powder i might take a sip i might hit the blunt but i'm liable to trip i ain't popping no pill but you do as you wish i roll with some fiends i love them to death i got a few meal but not all of them rich what good is the bread if my niggas is broke what good is first class if my niggas can't sit